This is The Playbook. Welcome to The Playbook. A special guest today, Peter Pinot Day. He is the U.S. Head of Strategic Communications at one of my favorite companies, but especially a favorite company of my three daughters and my wife. That's right. We have the U.S. Head of Strategic Communications of Shein. Welcome to The Playbook, my friend. David, it's so good to be with you all, and thanks for having us on. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that your family are fans of Shein. Yeah, it's so funny because I started the playbook in the sports and entertainment world. So uh, my family was not as having three daughters. I do have a 13-year-old son now. They just were not very excited when I had the Hall of Famers on. You know, it, it was really interesting. Every once in a while, we'd get Cameron Diaz or someone, but they weren't big fans of the playbook. And I always know where the mindset of my family is by when I have a guest that they get super excited about and, oh, I, I got to see that one. We got we got to listen to that one. And now I have to pay attention and make sure that we look good. Um, you have changed the world of fashion. And, you know, to truly understand how you've done that is so important. Um, there's so many people uh, that overcharge. And, you know, there, there's a lot in perceived value when it comes to fashion. And I look at Xi'an as someone that is a more real value company than perceived value company. And that's why I don't mind spending the money uh, to purchase fashion from Xi'an. Uh, for you as you know, a strategist, is, is my perception correct between the idea of perceived value and real value? I think that what animates us is the idea of access. We want to make sure that our customers can participate in the beauty of fashion, can self-express through their clothing, can find the latest trends, find high-quality garments at a competitive price point. You can reduce that to value. You could call that trend chasing. But I think it reflects this vision that's animated us since our founding, which is we want everyone to be empowered. We want everyone to have access to this ecosystem that we find to be very life-giving. You know, it's, it's a form of self-expression. You want to look good. You want to be able to express who you are to your peers and to the public. And Shin enables that for so many people across the globe. And they engage people in different ways. Shan's more than just a marketplace. It's a community. Uh, how do you create the different branding strategies around you know, truly building a community more than just a marketplace. Our, our key insight, if you will, is to be customer-led. So we've built this system that allows for on-demand fashion. That means that as we can detect trends through our customers' interactions with our site, we can produce garments that meet that customer demand. And that allows us to be radically customer-led. And that's what drives customer engagement, that's what keeps our customers coming back and has created this community effect. We've also leveraged social media. So we engage with our customers via some very talented influencers. We engage with them organically via brand content. We've launched a, a series of pop-up stores where we can celebrate the brand, our iconography, our fun and empowering vision. It's radically inclusive. But the, one of the highlights for me is this incubator program we've created called Shein This takes new designers, new artists, many of them at the beginning of their career, 
And it allows them to reach our platform of customers by putting their designs onto our site, partner with them. They keep all of the intellectual property. We help them with logistics. We train them on how to use computer-aided design so they can mass produce some of their collections. And all of these things are offered to these new designers as a way to supercharge their career and introduce new visions and new voices to the fashion ecosystem. And that goes back to our theme of access. We want everyone to have access to this really important part of human existence, which is how do you self-express? And in that self-expression, ironically, I had uh, told you a little earlier how much of an integral role in entrepreneurship that Chien not only purchasing uh, here in my home, uh, but as one of my daughters, my middle one found out that we were going to be speaking, she's actually, I didn't know this, a Chien Hall influencer, and they wrote an article on Marketplace about her in Chien. And I said, oh, no, I hope they don't think there's a, but uh, there's a coordination. And I talked about with her, not only the business and entrepreneurial empowerment that your company has provided her to give and share that perspective, but also the unique localization uh, that occurs in the amount of investment that you're making into and intentionally making into certain communities, not only to provide for my you know, daughter, an opportunity uh, that isn't life changing, but extremely thrilling and it, it will be impactful in her entrepreneurial journey, but you have life changing investment that you're making you know, in South America and around the world in the you know, realm of you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to build communities and to inspire creativity. That's right. So we've invested over $70 million into our supply chain to help empower our suppliers. And these are third-party suppliers, but that investment allows them to invest in their people, to invest in training, to invest in infrastructure. We've also announced a $100 million investment into Brazil to help expand local garment manufacturing in Brazil. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. We've got programs like GNX, which I talked about. We have over 30,000 campus ambassadors in the United States. And these are college students who are interested in breaking into the fashion marketing space. Many of them have had uh, life-changing opportunities to build a small business in college and build skills that they can then leverage to move into the next, gen uh, next version of their career. And the GNX program is obviously heavily in the United States. We have over 15 designers in the U.S., but we have 3,000 globally. And so this is really an opportunity for designers in a wide range of countries to participate in these platforms and to grow their career, to expand their career. And then on top of that, we have 12,000 global employees. We have over 1,000 in the United States. We're rapidly scaling in Europe. We're rapidly scaling in Latin America. And we see this as part of this broader vision that fashion can be a source of access to opportunity. It can be a source of access to really uh, wonderful clothing, and it can be a force for some positive change. One of the ways we're driving that change is through a renewed commitment to sustainability. And we're looking at things like an evolution by design framework, which will help guide us as we push towards a more sustainable future. Now, now we have a long way to go in that effort. We're just starting out. But I think that reflects our overall commitment to being a, a global citizen, to being a globally empowering force and to help everyone be able to access trendy, affordable and sustainable clothing. 
And because it's affordable, you know, the argument cuts both ways because a lot of people see it maybe in conflict with sustainability. I will tell you personally from our experience, it allows me to do something that I don't do. You know, I, I call my girls hoarders, right? They, they have stuff from when they were 13 years old and I'm not sure they've ever worn it before. That's not very sustainable. And uh, when I find with Xi'an, what we can do is they donate uh two items uh, to people who need them, trendy, affordable items. And then I agree for every two that they donate that I'll buy them one new one. Um, and so I think, you know, a lot of times we don't have the right meaning to what we can do when things are affordable and trendy, uh, comfortable, et cetera. So, um, but that leads me to the next question. One of the monikers or iconic sides of Xi'an is transparency. And, you know, that's a difficult thing uh, to maintain or even sustain in the fashion world uh, to be transparent. Is that intentional, uh, your desire as a company to be so transparent? I think the transparency is something that we're growing in. And we want to push to be a company that our customers not only can find affordable and fashionable clothing with, but can also feel good about shopping with. And so we want to communicate honestly and openly with our customer base and transparency is really at the root of that and in the mass marketplace that you've built and the extraordinary growth that you've had uh in the marketing and the customer base and the influencer base and you know almost every single thing uh that that i look at as a business person uh one of the things that is interesting is you went from being a replicator of trends to a creator of trends an empowerment company that as you globally are empowering designers and giving them a platform, especially with CNX, uh, that you actually are creating fashion and creating trends. Have you seen that transformation since you've been there at Shein? I think what I've seen is that we've done a better job of explaining that, and that's part of the transparency. We've always been very responsive to trends, and we've always, through our CNX program, at least since 2021, been trying to find new voices and new visions, but we've always had an in-house design team. And that design team has always been responsible for creating high quality, trendy garments. And I think we haven't done a great job of sharing that, but in the last couple of years, we've been able to expand our voice as we've grown as a company and, and continued to evolve. And so I think as we've become more transparent and, and able to correct some misperceptions about our brand, you've seen some of the value we've added uh, really come to light. So I, I'm actually very excited about our, our newfound opportunities to share what we do, how we do it, and our unique way of doing business. And one of the other things I see on a marketing uh, perspective is direct engagement. Pop-up stores, uh, in a lot of fashion, uh, they're really not on top of this the way they should, because in order not only to build a community that's accessible, uh, which access is a big part of your business model, the engagement is ignored and to have a strong combination of accessibility engagement is super important um, and it seems to be a backbone of your marketing uh, strategy to be in the direct engagement business with your community what are some of the things you're doing beyond just you know pop-ups that are providing that type of engagement one of the programs that I'm most excited about is a suite of technologies that's really been enabled in the last four or five years that we call live streaming. 
And this is where individuals can watch short form videos with uh, influencers or other fashion leaders. They can see a variety of clothing. They can interact with that influencer and with those clothing items via these short form videos. And then they can make a direct purchase via the live stream video. You could call this uh, a version of QVC, but for the TikTok generation. And this type of engagement is something that we've seen tremendous growth and tremendous positive response from our audience and our customers with. And so I think technology is like that, that enable multi-channel engagement, enable customers to participate with the brand through several channels, be they pop-up stores, be they live streams, be they our traditional web and mobile application. Being where your customers are and where they want to be when they make a purchase decision is really going to be the hallmark of future success. And we're investing heavily in that direction as we grow as a business. Yeah, I saw some on uh, Marketplace Live uh, that these individual influencers were uh, creating an interactive uh, environment where you could, you know, instantly purchase in multiple streams, you know, whether it was even on, I think, not only TikTok, Instagram, but even on LinkedIn, which I had never, mm -hmm. never seen before, uh, which is, you know, a huge opportunity for those that are on top of it. Now, everyone in every business is talking about AI. And I believe coming from the technology side of what I've done over the last 35 years, that, you know, technology has always been my servant. It's never created fear in my life. Justice Scalia, I know you're a recovering lawyer like me. Uh, I got out of law school, worked for Westlaw instead of being an oil and gas litigator. And Justice Scalia told me when I presented Westlaw to the Supreme Court, he said, son, nobody will ever do research on a computer. You need books. This was 1992. And uh, you know, this fear of technology, usually at the executive level, here, this was the judicial level of our country, but it's representative of what I've seen really hold companies back. And obviously, listening to you and looking at how the, your business is working, AI has to be a great servant uh, in multiple aspects of your business. Um, how long have you been implementing different artificial intelligence in your business? And give me one example of a very strong servant example, an illustration of how AI has really helped the business grow. Well, I was the member of the last law school class at Indiana University that was taught how to shepherdize using a book. So I can, <laughs> nice. I can remember those changes. Um, turning, turning back to Xi'an, I, I think that we take a slightly different view of AI. Many people refer to artificial intelligence. We like to talk about augmented intelligence. And since the founding of our business, we've used technologies like machine learning, statistical analysis, audience and demand measurement technologies to empower our customers to connect with clothing in a new way. That, that's what we call the on-demand model. But there's an important component of our augmented intelligence platform, and that's the analog stuff. You have to go out to your supply chain, meet your suppliers, get to know them, understand who they are, invest in their business, and really put in what I like to call the shoe leather aspect, which is connecting this physical creation capability, the making of garments, lifestyle products, cosmetics, to these digital tools. And these digital tools can augment that. And in our case, they've helped us to reduce inventory waste into the low single digits and to offer very, very competitive prices for high quality garments, as, as your family knows. 
but they don't replace it. It's an augmentation, very much like other technologies have emerged over the last several, you know, several decades. This is just another example of that. So I don't see it as anything to fear. I think it's something to use, but to use in an appropriate way, which is to augment human effort. I'm certainly loving this playbook of your success. Not only did I get to inter, uh, integrate my family into it, especially my daughter, who's an influencer for Xi'an, but also a graduate from Mayu. Uh, so, you know, these coincidences <laughs> keep occurring, but I can't tell you the last time I heard the word shepherdizing and uh, which, <laughs> they tried, which they tried to brand key sighting. Um, to finish up, you know, as a global leader now, and that's really the role that Xi'an's taking in the fashion world as a global leader. Uh, incubators like Xi'an X, uh, where can people reach out to learn? You know, what I found when I get to talk to, I just had the CMO of Pepsi, that the, the real detriment to the community is they don't know all the different things that these global companies are doing to empower them. Um, and so, you know, I love to ask where, for those supporters of the company and participants, engaged participants in the community that may want to learn more about all the different programs you have, including Xi'an X, which, you know, to me is, you know, a really good example of why we have the playbook to empower others, to empower others, to help people make money, help people and have fun. You're a testament to my mission of empowering over a billion people to do so. Uh, where can people reach out? Because it's such a big company they may hear the plot, the podcast and go like, I'd really like to do that. And then the resistance is they can't figure out how. Is there a simple way that people can reach out to participate in your programs? So the, the easiest way to participate is to go to Shan.com. And many of the programs we talked about today are available via Shan.com, either our mobile app or via our web storefront. If you're interested more about our corporate direction and strategy, please visit us at Shangroup.com. You can learn more about some of our sustainability efforts, our efforts around corporate governance and responsible sourcing and supply chain management. There's lots of details there, and we share a lot about how we do business on that site. And I think all of those tools are available, and we'd love for your customer or your, your uh, listeners to engage with them and so they can, can participate in the beauty of fashion with the rest of our customer base. I love meeting lawyers that are utilizing their law degree in a non-traditional way to help others and empower others. And I certainly, Peter, appreciate you and everything that you're doing, not only for my family, but for the millions of people that truly uh, enjoy looking good and feeling good because of Xi'an and being able to afford to do so. And I think that may be missed a lot of times with companies of like, like yours that are compassionate capitalists that truly are aligned with abundance to make money, help people and have fun. And I think those three things are represented in Xi'an and in you as an executive. I am so grateful. Peter Pernod Day, thank you so much. He's the global head strategist, corporate affairs at the incredible global company, Xi'an. I look forward to more conversations. Thanks for your time. And thank you so much for having us. It's great to speak with you and go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. This is David Meltzer on that note with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.